What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Is the limitless one's time running out? Has Jericho found a towel yet to get all that OJ out? And who the fuck asked for the Brat Styles to be on the TV? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Chris the Heat Matthews. He's Gary G. Money Mun, and he is the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, and you are listening to episode 51 of the WrestleGeddon podcast. In April 1999, issue of Playboy was the best one ever. Oh, yeah! New WCW Smackdown Slam Wrestlers! What you gonna do, brother? New WWF figures got the power. Dad, is it my turn yet? It's only been 10 minutes. It's been four hours. What's up with that? Oh my god! Hey, yo! Do you have that copy? I don't, but... Oh. I've seen it. it. Mm. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Who, who's on the cover of that one? Come on, man. April 1999, dude. It was like the best birthday present ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Brock, Brock Lesnar's wife was on the cover of Playboy. Oh. <laughs> okay. Fake sins. The, uh, the only one I really paid attention to was the uh, one with Candace Michelle. Okay. I thought you were going to say China. That was a good one, too. <laughs> oh, Candace Michelle. Oh, well, then, what's going on, fellas? Besides, uh, you know, covers of Playboy. <laughs> a whole lot. That match, man. Just sitting here naked, eating little babies. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. So, Carl apparently enjoys little Debbies and eating them naked. Just as long wait, as you're not. What, wait, wait. What kind of little Debbie? The Christmas trees. Oh, oh. How do you get Christmas trees and it's not Christmas? How did that work out? Uh, you just put them in the pantry, man. Oh man, you've had them. What what Christmas did you buy them in? Did you buy them in 1989? If you did, they're probably still good. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, they're still good, man. I mean, they're a just... little green, but they're a little yeah. green. <laughs> Just don't go all hostess on us and stick your ding dong in the ho ho. (laughs) 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 All right. On that note, um, y'all be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms Instagram at WrestleGeddonPod with two D's, Twitter, WrestleGeddonPod with one D, Facebook.com slash WrestleGeddonPod with one D as well. And you can also email us at askrusselgeddon at gmail.com. 
and that's all I've got for housekeeping. There's really nothing to uh, follow up on from the previous weeks. Um, I did browse over in our notes or skip over from our notes last week. Um, we here at the Wrestling Getting Podcast would like to send a huge congratulations to Sarah Logan and Eric Rowe on their big announcement. They're having a baby. They're having a baby, y'all. Congratulations, y'all. Congratulations. So, you know who else is having a baby? Who else is having a baby? The Tennessee Jesus is having a baby. I'm having a baby? I think so. (laughs) Don't you give life? Don't you give babies to people? Isn't that how this works? He is Jesus. He, you know, he just like. Don't you just walk up to people and say, "You're having a baby. baby today." So he hands out baby like Oprah hands out cars. Yeah, you get the baby. <laughs> You're getting the baby. You're getting the baby. Everybody's getting the baby. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's great. All right. So, um, we got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, we, of course, we got the weekly rundown of all the wonderful shows, all the wrestling that happened this week. I actually watched Impact, so we'll talk a little bit about that. I mainly watched it just preparation for Slammiversary. Which, um, which I we'll read the notes, and uh, it must have sucked. It did suck. <laughs> <laughs> which is sad, was... because Slammiversary would probably be pretty good. Hopefully. Uh, looking at that match card, though, it's kind of iffy. Like we're only talking about Slammiversary because of all the um, the WWE contracts that are the 90 day no complete compete clause is coming to an end, and they'll all be free to appear wherever on July 18th. Um, so there's been a lot of a lot of rumors as to who's going where. Plus, Bully Ray is free of his ROH contract. So, and they've been Impact has been teasing a former world champion returning. Uh, for their main event match uh, for the vacant Impact title, which was stripped from Tessa Blanchard. So it's kind of interesting. And that's that's pretty much all it is. It's just um, who's going to show up. And it'll probably be a letdown and be EC3. <laughs> or it'll be a real letdown and it'll be somebody like we never even thought of. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> What is Austin Aries doing these days? Uh, who cares? Freaking bigoted ass asshole. Oh. Well, that's what I'm saying. It could be uh, Kim or something. I don't know. Or I doubt it. it? Oh, I, mean, I doubt it too. But yeah, He's made a lot of comments recently um, on his uh, on his social media about some yeah. things. Just being a complete and total dick, which Austin Aries is a dick anyway. So... <sighs> I wonder why nobody wants to work with him right now. You know who else uh-huh. is a dick? Dick the Bruiser. <laughs> I was gonna say Rob Van Dam, but sure. Yeah, Van Dam. Rob Van Dam a dick. <laughs> Rob Van Dam's a dick too. <laughs> I don't know what all the girls he's got. I mean, who knows? Well, he's only got two. He's got his girlfriend and his girlfriend's girlfriend. 
You know why he has all the girls? Who he posts? Uh, who he posts pictures with like all the time? Because he's the whole fucking show. Okay. He's the old fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you say that, but damn, uh, fucking. When we get to this slam anniversary, why the hell does Tommy Dreamer still wrestle? Jeez, I love Tommy Dreamer, but damn. It's the same reason, like, I don't know, like, I still love Rhino. Like, Rhino can still go. I mean, yeah, so but then we have people like Ken Shamrock who could like pass out and die tomorrow. <laughs> uh, it's crazy, but we'll get we'll get into that when we talk Impact a little later. Um, uh, but first, let's uh let's go ahead and get into the very little news that we have this week. This to which I found. <laughs> well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 Yes, yes. All right. So um, the big thing coming is uh, apparently there was a claim from Raven that the NWA is no more, uh, which Billy Corgan... Like Negan, shut that shit down with the quickness. Oh, oh yeah, he did. Yeah. I'm like, I get it. You know, NWA has been producing the content since Dave Lagana had left um, and missed, you know, with it, the whole controversy with his, um, the uh, speaking out movement and all that um, with him being like the major producer for all their content. It's it's obvious to see why they haven't produced anything. So, you know they're they're still working on ways to get us new content and stuff with the NWA. Um, and it's kind of hard to do that too when they can't when they're not running any shows or you know with still some travel issues with a lot of the talent. So, but um, Raven isn't affiliated with the NWA at all. Hasn't worked with the NWA recently. So I don't know where his claims are coming from that he that the NWA is no more. The last thing Raven did was working with Impact. So, kind of ridiculous. Yeah, so that, that was pretty much the biggest chunk of news this week. We got a couple discussion things. Um, posted on social media, a couple different things here. Um, basically, looking at different finishing moves and who did it better. Uh, the first one we posted a few days ago was uh, who had the better elbow drop. Um, those choices that we had were Macho Man Randy Savage, Kyrie Sane, or Shawn Michaels. And it seemed to be the general consensus was Kyrie Sane actually had the better elbow drop out of the three of them. Yeah, they were fucking wrong. Macho Man. But... I don't know. Have you ever <laughs> seen Kyrie Sane's elbow drop? Yes. And it's still. Wait, you know what? Man. You know what? Since I, gotta, since I did it with the stunner one, I got to do it with this one. Why is it Bailey on the list? I'll, I'll pick three people. Three people, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Bailey's elbow drop sucks. So, I know it does. That's I why mean, I brought I almost, it up. <laughs> as much as I love Zack Ryder, I almost put him on here too, but like his elbow drop is just like it's a plain elbow drop. Yeah. And it's the same Velveteen Dream. Like there's really nothing. Like he doesn't really add anything to it. So it's like the biggest reason that I went from Savage – to HBK to Kyrie Sane, as you look at Savage's elbow drop, and then you look at HBK, like he added something to it to make it his own. Like he does that, like the arm slap before he drops the elbow, and then Kyrie Sane like winds up 
while she's in yeah, hers is like and then got drops a lot the to it. Yeah. So that, yeah, that hers, was the biggest thing. Was, really good. That was the biggest thing I was looking at. Was like who took the elbow drop and made it their own? And like out of the three of them, Kyrie Sane really owned, like taking what 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 Savage had done, which was basically like a flawless move, and added that major thing to it. Um, you know, winding up that winding it up and then dropping it, you know, midair, just to really make it stand out as something that she's taken and owned since she's been doing it. So that's why that's that's really a lot, uh, reason why a lot of people would pick Kyrie Sane was because of that. But, but to me, Savage will always have the best oval drop. Yeah. Okay. Um, listen, the other one that we did was um, who had the better Stone Cold Stunner or the the better Stunner move, we should say. Um, we did Mikey Whipwreck, <laughs> the Disco Inferno, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Boom. Um, there was real, there wasn't any rhyme or reason to any one of the three that I picked at all. I just picked them. Yeah. <laughs> and if you picked anybody besides Stone Cold, you're a jackass. So. Uh, my like pick Mikey was Whitmer. Kevin Owens. So, uh, <laughs> what did you say, Garrett? I said my pick was Kevin Owens. <laughs> oh fuck you! I could have put Cena in there with that springboard <laughs> one he used to do. There you go. <laughs> oh hell no. <laughs> You had a bunch of kids calling in. I like John Cena. <laughs> but um, like the one thing after I did it and posted, it, I was like, "Shit, I should have put John Laurinaitis on here since he's since he originated the move." Yeah, I didn't even think he about still, that. It still went better in Stone Cold Stunner. Austin made it, really owned it, took it, made it his own. Added, you know, the Some bird, the birds to it, and then, and I think with Austin too is how people sold it. That really helped oh, yeah. with it as well. So. Oh, like the rock where you do like six flips and the backflips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, aside from the first one that he gave McMahon, where McMahon just like flopped over, but I mean, like all the rest of them were. Like especially the ones that that he hit the rock with were just amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> the rock is the king of overselling. <laughs> he's he's not as bad as Devon with that damn leg twitch, but <laughs> <laughs> era the like little fake seizure he does like when yeah. he hits the back, uh, <laughs> But um, but yeah, his over overselling's hilarious. So, you know. And uh, the big thing this week is it is Evolution Week this week. So this is the speaking of uh, speaking of uh, overselling. uh, The best oversell is Shawn Michaels, right? Right, Carl. Come on, the Hogan match. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that is the greatest oversell in in the history of wrestling. He uh, he did that on purpose though, because Hogan didn't (laughs) want to put him over. I know. Still, it's so fucking funny. Hogan's a dick. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be Matt Hogan. So. I think I think like speaking of stuff on goes, the uh, on the on the thing, uh, you guys I, I need story, to, you guys want to see a funny Hogan thing? You need to watch him put a finger for a leg lock on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even hot. It's not even hot. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I think Carl was trying to tell a story and you cut him off. I'm sorry. Go good. ahead. Oh, now, I was saying the story, <laughs> the story with the overselling thing was supposed to be like, I think, um, like they're supposed to have like three matches. And it was like, uh, uh, Hogan was supposed to win one, Sean was supposed to win one, and then Hogan was supposed to win the other. And then it was like, it just boiled down to like Hogan was like, oh yeah, I just want to win one. And it was like one match. And I think like Sean Michaels got pissed and like went to the ring and like oversold like every move. Yeah, I was, I was in attendance for that. It was uh SummerSlam 04 in DC. So that was, a, that was the same SummerSlam with the, uh, the ladder match for custody of Dominic. Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> so it had that one, um, Matt Hardy versus edge in the steel cage. Um, Batista, no, it was Cena versus Jericho. Um, Batista wrestled JBL and Randy Orton wrestled the undertaker were some of the bigger, were the bigger matches on that pay-per-view. I bought my, uh, my Matt Hardy shirt there. The, uh, Lona said I will not die on it. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so evolution, kicked off this week so this is the uh the anniversary of the women's evolution five years five years five years of the women's evolution five years since charlotte bailey and becky debuted on monday night raw and left poor bailey on nxt which led to an entire year of six woman tag matches yep before they could finally figure out what the hell they were doing they still don't know. <sighs> when we get an evolution too, that's what I want to know. It's been like what two years now. I keep probably the Yeah. So I did one. It was two years ago that they did the the women's evolution pay per view. Like honestly, like now is the time to do it. You're not. You have no content. Like you're not producing live shows, why not just do the freaking evolution pay per view? Get get more eyes on your network. Yeah. Instead of like useless shit that nobody wants to see. But uh, with that evolution week, um, we got a question on here. What is your favorite women's match of all time? Well, see, I would have asked for like the favorite of like the three, like like the evolution people. But uh, I know Carl wouldn't have a match to pick because he doesn't watch any of them on a regular basis. So I figured maybe as well do them all. But my answer is not going to be all. Mine's going to be from them because I thought about what my favorite is. Yeah, my mine would be um, probably like something involving like Gail Kim. <laughs> my mine's Melina versus Alicia Fox from Monday Night Raw. <laughs> you know what, Carl? I, I'm I'm disappointed. I figured yours would be uh one of the many brawn panties matches or were... I thought we were taking evolution matches, not like best women's matches. I know I'm missing. I would say though, like uh, if I'm gonna, because I like I said, I I definitely would probably I'm definitely gonna pick like my favorite with like like between like Sasha and Becky and all them. I would say one of my favorite matches is uh, 
the Iron Man match that uh, um, Sasha and uh, Bailey had in NXT. You know what I'm talking about? No. But uh, it's not like the Iron Man match, the Iron Woman. Yeah, match? you didn't hear me. Yeah. I don't know if you heard me or not. Yep. I say pick any of Gail Kim's matches in Impact and uh, any of her match. Of any of her matches with Awesome Kong were phenomenal. Yeah, uh, the one with Velvet Sky was pretty good too. I just always like Gail Kim. She's she was definitely she's definitely one of those few people I would say that was better utilized outside of WWE. Yeah, because Absolutely. she was an actual wrestler. <laughs> she was an actual wrestler, a wrestler on a, a a roster full of models. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mickey um, James was, I think, around like, uh, but other than Mickey yeah, James, Gail Kim was, was she was around that time frame, like where Beth Phoenix was just coming in. Um, like yeah, Trish and Victoria were still on the roster. Um, Natalia. Um, like there were there were some actual wrestlers on the in the women's division. I mean, you look at like the leaps and bounds that Trisha made from her debut was just being a valet to becoming like one of the you know most celebrated women's wrestlers in WWE history. Um, but I mean, like Gail Kim, like I said, Gail Kim never really got like didn't really get anywhere in WWE, especially. Like her first run, and then when they brought when she came back for that second run, it, like it really, it just it didn't do her any favors. Like Impact is where she made her name and um, her legacy. Right. But uh, but for me, uh, Trish versus Victoria is one that stands out. The uh, women's championship hardcore match. Nice. So that was a pretty good one for Monday Night Raw. Um, Beth Phoenix versus Natalia in uh, Beth's last match um, before she yep. officially retired. That was one of my favorites as well. There was a match. Um, I don't know if you can remember it. I just remember um, it, Stephanie McMahon. I think it was like one of her first matches, and uh, she had like I think it was like some gray tights. And man, her ass was looking really good in those tights. I think she versed like Trish Stratus or somebody, but I was just like, man, that's nice. <laughs> Whatever match oh. that was, that's my favorite women's match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was on SmackDown, I think. Somebody look it up. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh, man. Always leave it to Carl to take it from like a serious thing to something else. <laughs> I, My no, favorite I was, was the that, was I, the Playboy lingerie pillow fight. <laughs> I was serious at I was serious at first, man. I gave you like the girl come in too. I was serious answer. I I know. <laughs> then Gary was like, "Girl Kim, fucking sucks." Girl Kim does not suck. What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right, so let's keep this moving. <laughs> Get off on another tangent here. Uh, one more thing before we jump into, we're going to take a quick break here and get into our Get in the Ring segment. Um, if you are not following us on Twitter and you are a fan of action figures, 
and you want to get yourself an elite 76 brood Christian figure with the white shirt, not the shitty chase version in the black shirt, then you need to follow us on Twitter. Retweet the pin post with the hashtag WrestleGannon150 to get entered to win that figure. If we hit 150 followers by next week's episode, when we record Thursday night, we will announce a winner of that figure. So if you want to get yourself a free figure, sign up for Twitter, follow us on Twitter, retweet. Twitter's free. Use the hashtag WrestleGannon150. Get yourself entered to get a pretty sweet figure. Save yourself 20 bucks by signing up for Twitter, which is free, and following us, which is free, and hashtagging WrestleGannon150 and retweeting the pinned post, which is free. Yeah, and there's also like, a lot of good porn on Twitter, so follow your favorite porn star. Look at them naked, you know, and then follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Even more reason to follow Twitter. Oh, there was, um, speaking of porn stars and Twitter, uh, Sonny got arrested again. <laughs> I actually did see that. <laughs> uh, violation of her parole or probation, uh, I believe it was. Yeah. No. Probably failed a drug test or something. I think that's actually that's what it was. <laughs> drug test or um she got pulled over for a DUI or something and it was it was something involving that. So yeah. Usually so. if it's usually if it's just like a violation of probation, it's usually like he failed a drug test on the probation officer, or refused to take a drug test on the probation officer. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was, so, yeah. Poor Sonny. She just, like, I don't, I don't know how many times, like, she's gone to rehab on WWE's dime, and, like, she still can't, can't get her, uh, her shit straight, so. I blame, I blame JR, you know, he promoted her on OnlyFans, got her a little <laughs> bit of money, and, yeah. Oh. Man, uh, but she'll figure it out. She'll figure it out. All right. So on that final note, we're going to take a quick break here. Then we're going to jump into our get in the ring segment. Um, run through real quick the uh, week in review. Pull some uh, uh, high points, low points. And then we'll get into our previews for extreme rules. And Slammiversary. Good times, good times. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. What's up, WrestleGeddon Podcast fans? This is Rose with Bright Rose Events. Here to announce we have a new subscription box for all your tingling sensations. Check out www.cratejoy.com and research dates in a box. Even wrestling fans need love too, and so you can get your wrestle on with the one you love. Have a date night delivered to your house every month for you and that special someone. That's www.cratejoy.com Searching dates in a box. Yeah! 
so we'll just jump into the ring. Talk a little SmackDown here. Uh, man, there really wasn't much. There's a, a quick match between Jeff Hardy and The Miz, which result, which came out of a uh, Miz TV segment. Um, Sasha and Bailey, the Brat Styles, as Garrett likes to call them, took on Nikki and Alexa Bliss. I mean, that's what they are. They annoy the shit out of me. And they look like fucking Brat Styles. Then they're doing their job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no. I honestly I mean it. Called being a heel, Garrett. Honestly, Bailey, Bailey and Sasha have been like the highlights for me, like the last couple yeah, weeks. So, I know. <laughs> they're doing they're doing a great job, and I mean we're getting some much needed attention on the women's tag titles and the women's division in general. Which, if you look at the last actually the last month or so, every single main event on all three shows just about has been a women's match. Think about it. Yeah. So WWE is taking what they've got, like the best of. WWE has hands down the best women's division right now, and they're playing that against AEW, which AEW, we all know their women's division is kind of lackluster. Kind of lackluster. It fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Speak the truth, fucking Chris. (laughs) Yeah. It, it sucks. It, it really does. When you've got like your three, like two of your top stars and Britt Baker and um, Chris Statlanger, both out injured. I mean, and you're not developing, you know, stars like Big Swole and. Um, Don't develop Big Swole. Get her off fucking TV. I like Big Swole. <laughs> I'm Carl and I were talking about that earlier. He He actually brought up a pretty good point. That a lot of the women in AEW are heel. They are outside That's of right. like two or three. Sheeta, Chris Statlander. Um. Oh, who's it? The genie chick, Rio, Rio. It's pretty much like the the Japanese women are face, and like all the the rest of them are heels. And like we, nobody knows what fucking Allie is doing or or Brandy. Are they heel or face? Yeah. But, <laughs> but one thing, next week we are getting Ivelisse back on Thank AEW. Thank so, God. I I think that is I mean, a I know much Carl needed... probably doesn't know who that is, but damn. <sighs> much needed uh... shot in the arm for AEW's women's division. So hopefully they, they sign her, make her all elite. So we can actually have someone credible um, in their women's division. So, um, yeah. So, uh, what else we had? SmackDown. We had a karaoke contest. How oh, yeah, contest. It was stupid. It was so stupid. It was so dumb. Like it basically was a way to lead to a match between Lacey Evans and Naomi, which mean which Lacey Evans apparently is heel again. Like she was faced, now she's heel again. Who who's who's over at, uh, Bruce Pritchard? Is he the one over all this now? Yep. Man, fuck you, guy. <laughs> <laughs> no love for brother love. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. So that was pretty the biggest thing on that. Um, then they showed like a replay of Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman from Money in the Bank, and then we had a tag team title match to round out the show between the New Day and Cesaro Nakamura. So that was that was SmackDown. Really, nothing notable from SmackDown. So. Nope. 
Nope. But uh, this week, the Firefly Funhouse will return. So we'll get more build going into Extreme Rules on Sunday between Braun and Bray for the uh, Wyatt Swamp fight. So, which we'll talk about that when we get into um, our Extreme Rules preview. Um, let's jump into Monday Night Raw. Uh, we start off the show with the MB- MVP Lounge um, with Dolph Ziggler, uh, which Drew McIntyre came out and you know kind of boiled down from there. Uh, Charlie, Charlie Crusoe apparently digs some Vikings. As uh, as Ivar got Gar- the uh, what's Angel up? Garza looked a little so, upset. Oh, uh, he he was a little mad. He can't compete, you know, with, with big dude season. I'll tell you that. So, um, I've already getting all the play from Charlie. <laughs> uh, and that was uh, prior to the Viking Raiders taking out Andrade and Angel Garza, which, uh, surprisingly, Andrade and Angel picked up the win on that one, which kills me because the Viking Raiders are supposed to be like these big-ass monster tag team, and they lost to the Street Profits to Andrade and Angel Garza. Just, eh. well, speaking of Street Profits, Bianca Belair is back on Raw. Um, she was in a tag team match with uh, Ruby Riot against the Iconics, um, which uh, Bianca and Ruby picked up the win on that one. Um, Shayna Baszler returned, took out Tazawa's Ninjas, and then basically said, you know, she's back and is going to run rough shot on the women's division because she's waited. Started letting other people get their get their shots over her, so it's nice to see after you know a couple months because we haven't seen Bianca since WrestleMania, the Monday, the Raw after WrestleMania. Um, Baszler, we pretty much haven't seen since around that same time as well, unless you watched main event last week and she was on there. But um, it's nice to see that we have some direction with the two of them. Uh, we had more with Rollins, Murphy. Kevin Owens, Aleister Black, and Mysterio. Um, Orton versus (laughs) R-Truth, which thankfully Orton didn't punt R-Truth's head off. Uh, We had Bobby Lashley versus Ricochet, which was a pretty good match. And then we had another main event, women's tag team title match with uh, Sasha and Bayley taking on the Kabuki Warriors, which was a great match. Quite enjoyed that one. Of course, Sasha and Bayley retained. Um, on Raw Talk, uh, Kyrie Sane said if uh, Sasha retains her, or not Sasha, if Asuka retains her title at Extreme Rules, she's ready for Asuka. So could that be the uh, the final send-off we have for Kyrie Sane as her wrestling Asuka? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Oh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. So that'd be a good match. Uh, run through NXT here real quick. Open up the show with Keith Lee. Um, called out Donovan, Donovan Dijakovic. Um, offered him the first shot at the title match, uh, both titles, um, which we got later in the show. We got Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes. I honestly wasn't paying attention to that match. Priest picked up the win on that match, right? Yes, I didn't see it. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Actually, yes. Yes. Okay. Shotzi versus Indy Hartwell. Um, Robert Stone and Aaliyah, of course, are distracting Shotzi. Um, You know, since Shotzi uh, tried to kill Robert last week by running him over with her tank. (laughs) 
Uh, which I looked it up. That tank weighs 85 pounds, so it definitely did not take six people to lift it. <laughs> uh, then we had Keith Lee versus Dajakovic. Uh, Keith Lee picked up the win, and then uh, we saw the smoke show, Scarlet, come out and uh, dump the, the smashed hourglass onto the side of the ring, which we all know Keith Lee smashed the hourglass on that and uh, smashed the hourglass a few weeks back before his title match with uh, Adam Cole. So, yeah, it's like Killer Cross is coming for Keith Lee, which I'm excited for that. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. Hell of a matchup. And anytime we get more Scarlet on TV is a huge plus. Uh, so we got Timothy Thatcher take on some performance center jobber who's apparently from. Winston-Salem, North Carolina, a few hours away. Woo! And um, we had the... Uh, whatever they throw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, actually, I'm playing, I think I was in Winston-Salem. It's just like, never mind. Newport, far away. What? We would, uh, I guess it would have been Winston and Salem. <laughs> uh, we close out. NXT with the women's title match, Tegan Knox taking on Io Shirai, uh, which is a great way to close the show. Great title match going up against um, AEW's Mox versus Cage. Um, but if I am correct on this, I believe NXT won the ratings again this week. So I've not seen, I haven't done looked that up yet, but I'm going to, Type it into the Google machine real quick here and just to make sure on that one. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Somehow, like this, all like the freaking news sites have stopped posting the rating stuff. Which one? Since, you know, AEW. Which one did you watch live, Garrett? You there, Garrett? Yes, I'm here. Oh. Which one did you watch live? Um, AW or NXT? I watched all of it, but I like kind of didn't watch it live. I kind of like went like back and forth. So I uh, I was telling Chris what I do sometimes, especially like if I want to watch them all. Oh, anyways. Um, I typically, uh, <laughs> yeah, we lost Carl. Anyways. But yeah, you typically just like watch, try and watch both. Fucking Carl. Wow, um, I was actually mistaken. I was say uh, I AEW thought I had seen AEW had won the ratings, but I didn't know if that was like yeah, overall was, ratings uh, or if that was just the one they care about. It was overall seven hundred eighty-eight thousand viewers uh, compared to NXT six hundred thirty-one thousand. Nice. So all they uh, beat. Uh, AEW beat NXT in all demographics except for those 50 plus. Uh, and the cover to 18 to 49. Uh, AEW drew a 0.29 rating while NXT drew a 0. 0.4, 0.14. Sorry. So, yeah. So AEW actually won for the first time in like three weeks. So. Awesome. So I guess people were really interested in seeing Mox versus Cage. I was more interested in Tegan versus Yo. So yeah, because that was better. Yeah, 
I was say, did you notice uh, that we'll the main event of every everything this week was a women's match? On Raw, it was, and on NXT. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, it's been like that for like the last three weeks. Good. Just about. SmackDown, the main event was uh, New Day and Cesaro and Nakamura. Hey, uh, Mr. Fart, uh, what I was trying to say before you left uh, was I watched both. I caught up, and then I would, whenever it went live, I'd go to the other one and vice versa. Uh, so you did the old, old school Monday Night War, flipping back and forth in between commercial breaks? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, but the, the only thing with the ratings, though, is like, Unless we, unless you have one of those Nielsen boxes attached to your TV, it doesn't make a difference. Yep. No. Oh yeah. So yeah, AW beat out NXT in the ratings this week. It was like seven hundred eighty-eight thousand to six hundred thirty-one. Cool. So yeah. So I guess people were interested in uh Mox versus Cage and Vicky as Nyla Rose's manager. Oh yeah. Everybody left from Vicky. <laughs> Whoa, Vicky. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's get into AEW. Uh, we had TNT title match kick off the show with Cody Rhodes versus Sonny Kiss. Was a decent match. I was actually looking forward to this, and I didn't think it was as good as it could have been. I, I was pretty let down with that. But um, like the one thing you'll notice, like he did pull off a lot of heel tactics, um, you know, and Arn was uh kept showing his uh disapproval every time Cody did something heelish, but um, they kept flashing to uh, Tully Blanchard in the crowd watching uh watching the match as well, which surprisingly Sean Spears wasn't anywhere near him either. So, so yeah, so I think we're eventually going to get a Cody heel turn. Oh, really. Yeah, and I was I, think so. I was talking to Chris too about it. The one thing I noticed too is they kept painting to Tully Blanchard a lot during the match. I just said that. Were you not fucking listening? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was too busy trying to find the theme of the week this week, which I found. So that's cool. It's all good. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry, I won't fucking pay attention. <sighs> too busy listening to, uh, to some great songs. And I'm watching I'm watching wrestling. You know, uh, what are you watching? I, I'm watching uh, WCW 2000 Uncensored Pay-Per-View. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm watching Fit Finley versus Vampiro, and they're, like, fighting in a bathroom. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. That was a pretty pretty good match. <laughs> He's, like, pretty solid. Anytime you get Finley and Vampiro involved in something. Which like, is yeah, funny that's... because fucking Fit Finley looks like a fucking uh <laughs> looks like Guile from he have a Street mullet? Fighter. <laughs> Does he still have the no, mullet? No, he looks like Guile from Street Fighter. No. He's Maybe. got like the, the yellow hair, the yellow hair and that perfect thing, and he's got like this freaking like camo romper on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah he... Yeah, at one point in his early WCW career, he had a pretty bitchin' mullet. So. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, um, oh yeah. We were gonna do uh we were gonna do start Garrett doesn't know this week, but I think we're gonna save that just because we uh we got a lot to lot to go over. So we'll probably we'll probably start that um um in a couple weeks here. But we had a pretty good one. It was uh 
the debut of Fantasio. Oh God. Yeah, which uh, um, USWA fans will know Fantasio as Spellbinder. So, but um, he made his one and only WWF appearance on this day in like 1980 something. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I don't remember what it was, but it was, it was kind of funny. So. And I think it could have worked. I think a, uh, a feud with Fantasio and Doink would have been quite entertaining. A magician versus a clown. Oh my god. It's gold. So. Uh. <laughs> oh man, sorry. Back to AEW. Um <laughs> with the Lucha Bros Russell FTR. Um which was a pretty good match. I like that one. Then we had uh, FTR pour some beer on Kenny Omega. Which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's like this one time I'll drink beer with you uh, and he gets poured beer on. Nice. Um, we had a, a promo from Jericho, which he had, which he had to explain the uh, the 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 demographic of the the coveted eighteen to forty nine year old demographic, and how that was, the ratings for that were more important than all this other shit. <sighs> if it wasn't for the fact of Orange Cassidy coming out and dumping orange juice on the entire inner circle, that segment would have been pointless and useless. I don't need Chris Jericho on social media and on live TV telling me the importance of television demographics and advertisers. If your show has been beat in the ratings overall by another show, do better. Make your show better. Stop giving a shit about what the other show is doing. Focus on your product and ways that you can make it better to get people in in the door pretty much to get people to stay on your channel, not turn the channel, but to be engaged in your program. Give me Vicky Guerrero as Nyla's manager is not going to keep me watching your program. It will me either. Well, <laughs> and like, I like Vicky Guerrero, but she doesn't need to be Nyla's manager. Nyla's not bad on the mic. She doesn't need a mouthpiece and giving her that stupid, Speech last week of, well, I'm going to go get me a manager, blah, blah, blah. It's fucking stupid. And then, like, uh, you got your most over people, like Hangman Page, Orange Cassidy, like Orange Cassidy's been getting more airtime, but you got people like Hangman Page and Cody and, and Kenny Omega who are straddled with the tag team titles when they should be in singles competition and challenging for the fucking world heavyweight title. Yeah. Or the TNT championship or something like that. Being involved in an actual storyline for a singles championship. And I'm sorry. Hangman Page should have been your first AEW champion. Or at least still chasing Jericho for that title. And he's the one that should have won the belt. Not fucking John Moxley. I like John Moxley. I don't like John Moxley. I think he's a fucking... Dickwad. Um, I just want to get to this match. Yeah. Why? Why does Terry Funk have a chicken? I'm so confused. Why not? I'm so confused. <laughs> He's bringing a it's dead Terry chicken Funk. to fucking ring. What's wrong with this man? Uh, I mean, I don't know what's worse: oh, him having a okay. chicken or Dustin Rhodes as a cowboy. I'm not sure what's worse. Well, that, that was Dustin's gimmick. It was the natural. Dustin Rhodes. Oh, 
Now he's about to beat up a chicken. Um, it could have been worse. He could have he could have been seven. Now he's about to beat still. up a chicken. Oh <laughs> man, he just ranch. got slapped by a rubber chicken. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, we had a Jurassic Express take on the Elite in a very solid matchup, which was uh, let's see how we can top last week's Canadian Destroyer this week. Oh man, which I uh, saw. Marco Stunt hit the Canadian Destroyer on one of the bucks off of the shoulders of Luchasaurus. Awesome stuff. So, yeah. Let's see. Um, it was a good six-man tag match. It was. it was a lot of high spots. Of course, the Bucks had to get their shit in. Um, Kenny Omega pretty much killed Marco Stunt with that V-trigger. Oh, yeah. So, um, and I got to say... If you're not following Evil Uno on Twitter, you have to. His tweets are freaking hilarious. Um, he did bring up a point that Marco Stunt was not the first child that Kenny Omega has wrestled. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and if you're not familiar, um, Kenny Omega wrestled like a 14-year-old kid in Japan. <laughs> I think it was a 14-year-old girl. Yep. And he about knocked her freaking head off. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, we have the Nightmare Sisters in action. Like, uh, why are this whole thing is just going to be just Allie and Brandy ended up having a feud together for some reason? No. Like, nobody asked for it. Nobody wants to see it. What? This is like the second time they've dropped the story arc with Allie. And put her into something different. Like, she was fine with the Butcher and the Blade. And now she's paired up with Brandy and doing this thing with QT Marshall. And it's just stupid. They should have just left her with the Butcher and the Blade. She could have been a great heel. As you know, like a heel bunny. And, oh, God, it just sucks. Oh. Uh, yeah, we talked about Vicky and I was manager. We had Mox versus Cage. Um, Taz ended up throwing in a towel, uh, so Mox retained his title after the match. Darby Allen appears, the lights go out, and everyone's like, Oh, the lights are out, lights went out. Here comes fucking Darby Allen, goddamn Darby Allen, fucking with his skateboard and his sister's leggings and jean shorts off the top rope and hits Cage with the uh, with a skateboard. That's how we end the show. Oh, wow. His name's the total package. Mm. It's Lex Luger. Uh, oh, I know who it is. I just like the name. Yeah. Okay. It's better than the narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, we have to see. talk Impact about wrestling. Impact. There's a couple things in here. Um, the eight knockout tag match was pretty good. I did enjoy that. Um, Susie, uh, if you're familiar with Impact, is the alter ego of Sue Young, the undead bride. Um, if you followed Impact, um, you know that Sue Young had been, uh, I guess, like Susie had been, had an exorcism or whatever, and like Sue Young was like locked away inside her mind or some shit like that. But uh, Susie started like tweaking a little bit and doing some of uh, 
Sue Young's mannerisms. Um, Josh Matthews is still one of the reasons why I don't watch Impacts. I don't like his commentary. Um, but the the dynamic between him and Madison Rain, uh, which of course is his actual wife, um, was pretty entertaining. Uh, mainly because of Madison Rain, you know, like where she was talking about Josh was talking about going to camp and all this other shit. She's like, you literally do none of that. You're like not interested in any of that. I don't even know why you're talking about it. Uh, There's a contract signing between Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo for the uh, Knockouts Women Championship for Slammiversary. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs, if you're familiar with Ring of Honor, um, you know Jimmy Jacobs' name. Um, He is a Ring of Honor legend. I don't know why he looks like he has no clue what he's doing while he's delivering like his, his speech. Like Jimmy was like fire on the mic. And now he's like sitting there like in this like authority role. And he has no clue what the hell he's doing. Like, it looks like a freaking deer in headlights. Uh, Tommy dreamers, old ass uh, tag with crazy Steve to take on moose and some guy named Rohit. Uh Crazy Steve ended up picking up the win for him and dreamer. Um, Hernandez and Rhino were in a street fight over a wad of cash. Um, I don't even know how this. Uh, it was a pretty big wad. That's what she said. I guess Moose had paid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, Moose had paid one of them off. Something I don't know what the hell happened. Like the whole time they were fighting, they were trying to get the the money from each other, and the match just ended with them throwing each other into a steel fence, like a chain link fence, Mm -hmm. and just deciding to split the money. So I I don't know what the hell happened or what the hell was going on in this match. Like if it even was a match at all. (laughs) I mean, and then we had like a, uh, a brawl with uh, Ace Ace Austin and Madman Fulton, um, who were brawling with the rascals. Like, I don't, that was completely lost at that point. I was still trying to figure out what the hell happened with Hernandez and Rhino. So, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> that was Impact, and there's still a reason why I don't watch Impact. It, it kind of sucked. So, I mean, there was a tag match with the Deaners, who were supposed to be like these two redneck mofos, and they took on a team called Triple XL, which were like two huge fat guys, and like, and they beat the fat guys. Like, they beat the two big guys with, like, a freaking, like, crucifix pin. And then the fat guys beat down the rednecks. Like, I it was like, what the hell is this? So, and then, like, the one guy, his, um, I can't remember what the hell his name is, like, AC something, AC Baby, uh, what the hell they call him. But, uh, like, he literally wearing, like, black trunks and, like, no top. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you doing, man? Have some dignity. Like, at least freaking, like, um, Brian Malonis wears pants and a freaking tank top. Like, good Lord. Oh, man. But, you know, you got confidence to be rock- walking around like that. But whatever, man. So, okay. So, uh, let's get into extreme rules. Yep. <laughs> All right. Just to give you an update, there Carl, you your, uh, your favorite wrestler is on my TV right now of all time. Sting? <laughs> Sting's on TV? No. I skipped his match already. 
No, it's uh, it's it's double. Just going for double J. Yep. Was this when he was part of the the NWO two thousand? Yep. His guitar is NWO. Was he world champion at the time? No, he's uh, yeah, I guess so. And he's got a championship. I don't think it's his though. I don't know, because it says. I don't know if he's actually champion, but he's fighting for the championship, from what this says. Yeah. I mean, WWE can yeah, misspell stuff. But this says Sid Vicious defends the WCW World Heavyweight Championship against Jeff Jarrett. That's what it says, but he has the title, so I'm very confused. He probably stole probably. it. Probably. That sounds about correct. That sounds about yeah. Yeah, That sounds about right it's for Double J. He's like the... Uh... The NWO 2000 was the worst version of the NWO. Like it was even worse than the WWE version. Like they're like it was terrible. It was like freaking Jeff Jarrett, um, I think Scott Steiner, Bret Hart, and like somebody else. Like I don't even think Kevin Nash Nash may have been involved in it, but like it was still bad. It was pretty bad. And like they weren't black and white or black and red. They were black and silver. Yes. It was it was so dumb. Yeah. It was like they were trying to trying to hold on to that NWO thing. <clears throat> All right, so uh, let's get into our preview and predictions for Extreme Rules and Slam Anniversary. Um, we want to start with Slam Anniversary since it is Saturday nights. Um, honestly, the biggest reason why we're looking at this is just because the like I said, the all the contracts expiring on the eighteenth. And seeing who is going to show up on there, um, I know I'm not familiar with the, some of these names on here. I'm a f- familiar with with a few of them. Um, so we'll start with the the knockouts number one contenders gauntlet match, uh, which has Alicia Edwards versus Havoc versus Kira Hogan versus Kimberly versus Smiley Kylie Ray versus Nevaeh versus Rosemary versus Susie versus Tasha Steeles. Versus Taya Valkyrie. I know a lot. I know like at least half of those names. Give me- yeah, because most of them were in NXT or NWA. <laughs> yeah, some take uh, yep. Kylie Ray. <laughs> Kylie Ray. Mm-hmm. I'm going. Um, I'm taking Rosemary. Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, my girl Taya. No Taya. Mm. Mrs. Mundo. Mrs. Mundo. Mrs. Morrison. <laughs> or is it or is it Mrs. We have Impact? The, uh, <laughs> Mrs. Impact, Mrs. Retro. <laughs> uh whatever whatever his name is for whatever company he's working for. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Uh what we got? World Tag Team Championship on the line. The uh the North, who has held the title for like a sh- like over a year now. Yeah, they have. They're, apparently, they're is defending against. Uh, yeah, I'm, I haven't really watched them wrestle, but I've heard a lot of good stuff, uh, especially about Ethan Page. Ethan Page I've seems seen to be, like um, maybe one or two matches. Pretty high on the radar and a lot of stuff. So, yeah, man. Ever since they won the um, Civil War, man, they've been at it. So they're they're defending the Impact World Tag Titles against uh, Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. Oh man, let's hope Shamrock makes it through the match. 
<laughs> I'm a I'm pegging the North to retain. I'm taking I'm taking Kenshin Rock. Oh, Taking Ken Shamrock never North. Season. Just, come on. The North. Just, just Ken Shamrock. Yeah. <laughs> this Ken Shamrock. Just Ken Shamrock. <laughs> hey, I was telling Chris, uh, Garrett, what do you think about Ken Shamrock versus Brock Lesnar in a wrestling match? Not a UFC match because they, you know, Brock Lesnar outweighs them, but I mean, the WWE make I, it happen. I, I guess. I mean, I, I, Man. I wouldn't pay for it. Yeah, you would. I guess there's a <laughs> network. I'd rather see Ronda Rousey versus Brock Lesnar or um Shayna Baszler versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> I see Kenshin versus... It'd be more entertaining. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ken Shamrock versus the entire retirement home. <laughs> Or Ken Shamrock versus Steve Blackman versus uh, Dan Severn in the ultimate retirement match. There you go. <laughs> Loser leaves the home. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, what else we got? Impact X Division Championship on the line between Willie Mack and Chris Bay. Um, I'm going with my dude Willie Mack to retain. Oh, uh, yeah. Willie Mack. I really love those willies. Um, I'm going to go with Chris Bay. <laughs> Chris Bay, I've heard a lot of good stuff about him. Um, he didn't wrestle on this week's Impact, but like they showed some highlights of him wrestling, and he's pretty phenomenal. Um, he will also be the uh, retro, the wrestling, the retro fest game that's coming out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's going to be the first DLC character, oh, nice. and he will be um, a free, free DLC drop. So nice. So that's pretty exciting. Um, Impact Knockouts Championship. Our girl Jordan Grace taking on the virtuosa Deanna Perrazzo. I'm uh, going with Jordan Grace to retain the title over Deanna. I'm going to go with uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm gonna go to Jordan Gray. <laughs> All right, and we've got the uh, the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Um, which I don't know why they brought that back, but uh, Moose, who is the the real world champion apparently, uh, versus old ass Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> uh, Tommy Dreamer always loses. I'm going with Moose. Moose. Yeah, Moose. <laughs> <laughs> he said Tommy Dreamer always leaves. <laughs> that was his mechanic. He always lost. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's why he's All right. Him. And the main events uh, for the vacant Impact World Championship, we have Eddie Edwards versus Trey. I don't know who Trey is. Uh, versus Ace Austin versus a mystery opponent. I think Trey is one of the rascals. I'm not 100% sure. Um, the mystery opponent in this match is, of course, supposed to be a former world champion. Um, that's a tough one to call. Damn, like, do you go with the mystery opponent? I'm going mystery so, opponent. You're going mystery so opponent? So am I. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yo, the funny thing is, this is like the um, that 
casino battle royal from AEW. We're like, oh, we got a mystery opponent, and the mystery opponent ends up winning the damn match. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm going to go mystery opponent, but we're going to throw a little little hot sauce on this little little. Um, who's the mystery opponent? AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, really hoping. I'm really hoping it's Bullery. It's a tough because you have Eric Young, EC3, Bully Ray. Um, those are probably the only three that I can think of that are that were former world champions with Impact that will be returning to the company. Is it Impact um, Champion or TNA Champion? Impact, Impact or TNA? They just said former world world champion. Because mm-hmm. TNA the. Well, he it's not Abyss. He's under contract with WWE. He's a producer. Yeah, but he could fucking quit and you know. <laughs> the other thing too is um what about James Storm? Is he still under contract with NWA? Do we know do we know that? Because NWA the say NWA has lost three three of their major talent. Could be uh Mr. Anderson. It could be Mr. Anderson, because he's not He's not under contract with yeah, NWA. Think anymore. about that. He is not. You're right. He isn't. No. But he he wasn't one of the ones that they showed in their promo video. No. That's yeah, true. but maybe they're just throwing, of, they're really throwing them way off the trail, you know, and it's Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's um, one of those things. But um, I'm I'm gonna say um. Oh, it's raw. It's tough. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go EC3. But I think we'll see an appearance from Bully Ray. Hmm. At some point during the pay per view, hopefully. Because remember, they said they're not coming alone. So, like, it very well could be Bully Ray. Very well could be the mystery opponent. And then, you know, there is all that talk of because D'Lo Brown is a producer and he's part of Aces and Aces. Hey, dude. And there was talk of putting them, bringing this, you know, the band back together. What if it's Hulk Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall? That ain't going to happen. Never know. Speaking speaking of Hulk Hogan, you want to guess what the main event of this uh, pay-per-view I'm watching is? (laughs) Hulk Hogan versus Billy Kidman. (laughs) Nope. It's uh, Hulk Hogan <laughs> versus Ric Flair in an Indian strap match. What the fuck? That was in 2000? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. WCW for you. WCW. And I love WCW. Oh. Well, they're, the last few years were terrible. So. <laughs> I'm All watching right. it because so, it would be terrible. <laughs> I just can't look at Hogan so with like nothing to... on the top of his head. As long as he doesn't try to do the figure four, we're good. Uh, I'll let you know if that happens. <laughs> I can't say it; that won't happen. All right, so let's get into let's get into extreme rules. Uh, we got the uh, the bar fight between Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. I'm gonna say uh, Jeff Hardy. Beats Sheamus but loses the battle. 
<laughs> I'm gonna say Jeff. I'm, I'm picking Hardy because <laughs> I'm gonna say Jeff Hardy relapses, starts drinking, and gets drunk. That's what I'm Seamus <laughs> pours like a bottle uh, of vodka down his throat or something. <laughs> Um, I'm picking Hardy mainly because uh, Sheamus won their match at Extreme Rules or not Extreme Rules, uh, Backlash. Yep. Because oh. I'm sure we'll get another match between them at SummerSlam. Uh, we got the eye for an eye match where <laughs> to win the match, you have to tear out your opponent's eye. Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. Hmm. I'm I'm taking Rollins. Same. Is it gonna uh, is it gonna win or is it gonna lose? Uh, is gonna win. It's gonna win. <laughs> Ray is gonna lose the eye. Think so. Yes. How do you think he? How do you think he loses the eye, Roman Campbell? Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to pull their eye out. So I'm I'm really curious to see how they're gonna pull this off. Yeah. So. Uh, and I think that's the whole point. I think people just want to know how it's going to happen, which is why it's going to get. They're going to watch it. It's going to be disappointing. Yeah. It's going to be disappointing. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, it'll yeah. be disappointing. That's going to be pretty. I bad. don't think they care about disappointing people. They care about people watching, and they know people yep. are going to watch to see the disappointment. <laughs> uh, either way, it's it should be a good match. Regardless, you know it's Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins. Both are going to deliver. I'm going go just the whole ripping the eye out. I'm gonna go Rey Mysterio. All right. Uh, let's see. We got the United States title on the line. Apollo Cruz versus MVP. Uh, the winner will get the uh, the new U.S. Championship that MVP unveiled on Raw last week. Give me MVP. Um, MVP all the way, baby. I, I want to see MVP have another run with the U.S. title. I think it would be quite interesting. So I'm going. I'm going MVP as well. Well, you guys can go MVP all you want, but I'm going uh, Montel Vontavious Porter. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. Okay, so we got a SmackDown Women's Title match: Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Um, as much as I'd love to see Bailey, uh, Nikki Cross win the title, uh, Bailey is going to retain. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, again, you guys can pick Bailey all you want, but I'm going with Karen. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> if Bailey loses, she's going to demand to speak to the manager. <laughs> oh, she's going to write angry letters to Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, what else we got? We got the Raw Women's Championship match: Oscar versus Sasha Banks. I, as much as I love Oscar, I want Sasha to win because I want to see what it's going to be like with Bailey and Sasha having all the women's titles. I want that too. Uh, and uh, we need something for SummerSlam. Uh. It's on the unification, the women's championships, Bailey versus Sasha. I'm going uh I'm going Oscar just to be different. 
then we have um, what will probably be a cinematic match, more than likely, the Wyatt Swamp fight, um, which I think the eye for an eye match is probably going to be a cinematic one, too. Um, I think they're going to have two of them on here. Probably three, because the bar fight will probably be one as well. Um, but we got the Wyatt Swamp fight, Bray Wyatt, the Eater of Worlds, versus Braun Strowman. Versus the alligator. Yeah, there's no alligators. Versus alligator. This match already sucks. <laughs> um, I'm going Strowman for this. Yes, Strowman. That way we can set up uh, Strowman versus the Fiend at SummerSlam. Strowman for SummerSlam. And the Fiend mm-hmm. beats Strowman to regain the Universal title. Yep. I mean, what's the rules like? What's the like? How do you win a swamp fight? Nobody knows. Drown the other person or something. Maybe. Or cover them in mud. Yeah, drown them. Feed them to an alligator. Feed them to an alligator. Catch a couple brim out of the swamp. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? Play a bento. Fucker cousin, who knows? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh, so I say, I mean, who knows? Who ha- who says there has to be a winner? It's a swamp fight, so it's a draw. Yeah, I mean that's true. It's a draw. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, finally, main event WWE title match: Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Ziggler picks the stipulation the night of, which apparently leaked. It's a TLC match. Um, McIntyre is going to retain because Ziggler never wins world type championships. Again, as uh, as uh, Carl pointed out earlier, Ziggler always loses. So does that mean he's the new Dreamer? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ah oh, man, definitely McIntyre. Let me tell you uh, what I don't get is why do we have like a fucking Halloween Havoc themed pay per view and fucking? But we can't get a Halloween Havoc. Yeah, it's like <laughs> they should made this fucking bash at the beach, you know? Something. Well, they don't have bash at the beach anymore. Oh, AEW's AEW got that bought now. it. Well, they got Great American Bash. Yeah. I mean, they could have did that instead of Extreme Rules. Ain't none of these matches are fucking extreme. Ain't that? Nope. Except for Eye for an Eye, a bar fight, and a TLC match. And that really... Like, none of the women's matches and the U.S. title match don't have any, like, type of sit, um, stipulation And, and then them. those matches are not going to be extreme, you know? Like, nobody's going to wrap their stuff in barbed wire. Nobody's going to fucking... Break a beer bottle over somebody's head. Nobody's gonna fuck it. This it's not. This is WWE extreme. The most extreme we get is a chair shot. I mean, or going through a table. That's what I'm saying. But it's even like, in like old school WWE, it's not gonna be extreme. You know, it's not like a barroom brawl. Yeah, or well, this, hell in a cell. It's PG. It's PG era WWE. What do you What do you want? What What I want is I, I want to change probably... the fucking name from Extreme Rules. Are you gonna have a pay per view called Extreme Rules, and the fucking <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, 
It's like pick a different name. <laughs> Bash at the beach. Great American Bash. Come up with a new name. You know. <laughs> Balls on chin. <laughs> I was gonna say bubble wrap theme park. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Great balls of fire. Let's bring that one back. Bring back great balls of fire. <laughs> that was a successful pay per view. Oh, super successful. <laughs> All right. So that's going to wrap up our uh, Get in the Ring segment. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with um, weekly trivia, uh, which I don't have this week's trivia question. Ah, I forgot to get that. We'll come, we'll come um, up, we got the points of articulation. We can come, we'll come up with we'll, one we'll of the. Up come up with one off the cuff we just have to google something real quick yeah. yeah we can do that all right so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back yeah i read about your podcast um the wrestle getting podcast and i wish you guys the best of luck and i and if you guys have been going strong i've been i hope you guys go strong even further like even longer in this lifetime you know I want you guys to have the best of everything. So know that I'm proud and I'm sending lots of love to you, um, Chris, Ricky, Matthews, Garrett, E. Munn, and Tennessee Jesus Carl, Carl, Carl Crossland. <laughs> sending love to you guys, all right? <laughs> Let's start off with the, uh, the points of articulation while we look for a trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give you a little update before we get there. Uh, this match has been terrible. Just so you know. It's Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair in a strap match. Like, how what were you expecting? Like, Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon at the King of the Ring? Like, no, I was expecting it to be just as bad as it's been. <laughs> if anything, it's been better. These all right, so let's get into the points of articulation real quick here. Um, after Garrett's like shit update and shit match. Hey, you know, everybody, someone, <laughs> someone watched this and had to, you know, there's people live at this event. Had there's their, people who watch this live. Had the that inspired them to become professional wrestlers. Yep. <laughs> You're like, man, they, this old ass motherfucker can wrestle. So can I. They never got anywhere outside their local bar wrestling team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. man. So, um, uh, new elites listed from their action figures, uh, store out of, uh, Maryland, I believe if that's correct. Um, I think it was Delaware, um, is where they're the city that they're located in, but, uh, their order system has shown elites for Michael Hayes, which my question for this one is, is it Hardy's manager, Michael Hayes, or Freebird, Michael Hayes? So that, that's my question on that one, because we had the Brood Hardy's exclusive from Ringside Collectibles, uh, which if it's a Hardy's manager, Michael Hayes would fit perfectly with that. But if it's a Michael P.S. Hayes from his Freebird days, are we getting the rest of the fabulous Freebirds? And now are we getting that's that's what I want to know. Are we getting Confederate flag face paint? I hope. Not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. No, not. I don't think that would be a good idea. So, <laughs> um, there's a uh, a new Drew McIntyre listed, uh, Velveteen Dream, a new Dusty Rhodes, uh, King Corbin. So hopefully this one does not have hair. 
Mattel. King Corbin is bald. He doesn't have fucking hair. Um, and uh, Sasha Banks elite list elite listed as well. So the Sasha Banks may be the was probably the ringside collectibles exclusive. Maybe it got pushed into the the main elite line, but we're not hundred percent sure. But there's also a 2020 Edge uh, listed in the system as well. Which, while I'm on the topic of the 2020 Edge, um, I shared with you guys an image from eBay. Um, a couple of days ago of a custom edge figure that someone made from his backlash 2020 appearance. And that figure is still sitting at $6,721 with two days left as we're recording on Thursday night. So this auction is set to end on Saturday and it's still sitting at $6,721 and some change. Ridiculous. Freaking insane. And for the for the dude that made the figure that's posted it, I hope to God, like if it sells, that he gets paid on that because that would be some shit if that whoever bid it up that high does not does not pay. So it's like y'all got no patience at all to wait for Mattel to make a damn figure. But the figure's amazing, don't get me wrong, but I mean crazy. Um, Boss Fight Studios has announced their um, Series 3 of their uh, Legends of Lucha Libre, uh, which will include Tinnablas and the Laredo Kid. And the AEW Unrivaled figures will be available in Walmart stores on August 3rd. Retail price on those is $19.97. And the SKU, if you're hunting using Pop Finder or Brick Seek, is going to be $737. Three six nine five seven seven, but they are available for pre-order now on Walmart.com and Ringside Collectibles. And your Amazon Elite Deal of the Week top picks Finn Balor for twelve ninety nine, which is the the Gray Trunks Balor, which I think was the the first top picks figure. So twelve ninety nine if you need a uh, um, Finn Balor non demon face paint. Or if you need something to do customs with. So $12.99 for an elite Finn Balor. All right. So that's the uh, the points of articulation. Let's uh let's get into the weekly trivia. Did anybody find a trivia question? Oh uh, yeah, I got oh. a trivia question. Too busy yeah, trivia finding question. matches to watch. Glad, glad you're glad you're invested in the podcast. I here. am. I'm so invested that I'm watching wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you and Carl I'll talk all this all shit. Right. I don't watch old wrestling, and I'm going out of my way to watch old wrestling. I just can't appreciate. Oh, uh, that's that's why we're starting. Garrett doesn't know. <laughs> In a couple weeks, yeah, but by then I'll have had everything. Watched. I switched. No, I, wait, wait. Yeah, so you old, know, I in two switched, weeks you're gonna watch the entire ECW catalog. I, I switched to another <laughs> WCW pay per view. <laughs> oh man you're okay alright so uh, trivia question from last week in the second Great American Bash event Ron Garvin defeated Tully Blanchard in what type of match if your answer was a taped fist match you are correct and give yourself that good old fashioned Barry Horowitz pat on the back um, now we did mention last week uh, as we brought up this question um, Carl and I were talking about this match and we 
Uh, basically, we're saying was this a precursor to UFC? This tape fist match. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. Like, did you did you watch the match, Chris, or no? No, I didn't. Uh, I would suggest watching the match. I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, cause, I mean, it was kind of like almost like a boxing match where, like, you know, they were they were throwing fists and punches and stuff like that. But every once in a while, they'd work in like a wrestling move. <laughs> so I don't know, man. They might have invented the UFC. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. So that was last week's trivia question. Uh, what we got for this week? This week, uh, jumping off of uh, the great, not great American Bash, the, the, the Bash at the Beach, uh, 1994. What was the main event? Hmm. All right. So the main event of the 1994. WCW Bash at the Beach. If you think you know the answer, go ahead and email us at askwrestlegeddon at gmail.com or go ahead and post an answer on any social media post promoting this week's episode. All right. So, let's trivia. That was points of articulation. Garrett, you ready? I'm, I'm a little uh, confused right now, but yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm ready. Are you ready? Week three fantasy bookings? Yeah, I got I got it written down. Yeah, yeah. You could I'm sorry, I'm apparently right. watching The Wizard of Oz, so I'm all in peace. Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm assuming somebody's entrance has something to do with the Wizard of Oz. I don't know. I'm very confused. Um That's that's Kevin Nash. Okay, well whatever. This is super the, what, terrible. What'd you go to? Like is it an old WCW paper? Yeah, thing? it's uh uh, what's his favorite view? Uh, Super Brawl. What year? Ninety one. So that's probably um. It's probably Oz. Oh, it has to be Oz. This is this is terrible. Anyways, let's... yeah, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash was Oz. Okay. Anyway, he was a uh, pretty much the Wizard of Oz. So... Anyways, let's uh. It was really it was really dumb. Let's uh, <laughs> let's just get this going because this. <laughs> no, I gotta watch this now. I, I've already invested my uh, my time and effort into it. Okay, we'll we'll pause it. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Let's go. All right, let's go. Am I going first? Uh, who went first last week? Was it me or you? Uh, who won last week? Chris always. Wins, I did. So I I just I've <laughs> I'm at a point where I just give up now. Dude, you won the first it's fucking month, dude. Stop bitching. Yeah, the first yeah, no, month, right? and I've lost the last two in a row. <laughs> no, we'll yes. a, this is the third month. No, yeah, we're only on like the third month, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> you won one, Chris won one. It's like a draw. <laughs> Stop fucking being Hulk Hogan about this shit. <laughs> Stop being Hulk Hogan about this shit. Let me tell you something, brother. I'm not. I'm. I'm going over this month, brother. Uh, I'm pretty sure I went first, but it doesn't matter. We either one. Okay. It doesn't really matter. All right. Uh, well, my first match then is uh, it's uh, Roderick Strong versus Mustafa Ali, and Ali wins with the 450.
Nice. Mm. All right. Um, started off the show with a promo. Um, Asuka is in the ring and she grabs a mic. Melina, Mia Yim, and Mercedes Martinez get in the ring. Asuka gets Melina face gets in Melina's face and says, No one is ready for Asuka, accepting Melina's challenge from last week. And knocks her out before Mia and Mercedes can grab her. Uh, Melina's back up as Mia and Mercedes hold Asuka. Um, Melina slaps Asuka and then hits her with the title belt. Melina tells her that she'll see her at Extreme Rules. So, uh, first match of the night, we go into a tag team match. Uh, Gallows and Anderson versus Fish and O'Reilly. The match starts out with both teams brawling. Ref is able to regain control of the match, but Cole and Drake, Eli Drake, hit the ring with chairs and take out Gallows and Anderson before Finn and Styles are able to make the save. So the match is ruled a no contest. Um, I'll go with Garrett on this one. All right. Um, my match two is Alexa Bliss versus Lita. Uh, Alexa Bliss picked up the win with a Twisted Bliss. After the match, Ripley comes out um, saying that she doesn't just want to match with her at the pay-per-view. She wants to hurt her and that she is making the match an Extreme Rules match, an actual Extreme Rules match. There'd be some like barbed wire bats, some thumbtacks, the whole nine yards, just for Carl. <laughs> <laughs> We ain't no PC around here. <laughs> All right. And stemming from the events earlier in the night, we have a six-woman tag match set up between Ember Moon, Sheeta, and Asuka, taking on Melina, Mia Gim, and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Melina, Mia, and Martinez pick up the win after Mia hits protect your neck on Sheeta. Uh, give me Chris on this one. All right. All right, my third match is Moose versus Jay Uso. Uh, Jay Uso wins with a big splash. All right, I've got a uh, next match is a singles match between Heath Slater and Matt Hardy. Um, of course, Matt Hardy's still in his bloodstained clothes. <laughs> Dude, like, is not washing his clothes at all. So, <laughs> um, Slater picks up the win after Hardy's distracted by the Fiend who appears at ringside after the lights go out and come back on. Uh, the Fiend has a note written in what's, what looks to be blood that says, I accept, uh, which Matt Hardy laid out the challenge the previous week. Uh, lights go back out, come back on. The Fiend is gone, but the note was left at ringside. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, give me Chris. Okay. Um, my match four is Adam Page and Cody Rhodes versus uh Carl's favorite tag team, the Gorgeous Gods of Sammy G and Tyler Breeze. Uh, Page hits a buckshot lariat on T Breezy for the win. Hmm. All right, I got a uh, my next match is a singles match between Kashida and Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, Kashida wins with the hoverboard lock. Give me Garrett on this one. All right. Um, 
my main event match is a number one contender for the Universal title at the pay-per-view. It sees Nick Aldis versus Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins wins with a curb stomp. All right. So we got a backstage segment. Um, we flash backstage. We got AJ Styles is found laid out backstage, um, which leaves Finn alone in his match tonight with uh, Randy Savage defending the WWE Championship. Uh, Balor retains, though, after the, the coup de grace. But after the match, Undisputed Era hits the ring, beats down Finn, leaving him laying in the ring. As they walk away, outlandish Zicky Dice, Mr. Money in the Bank, comes running down to the ring with a ref, cashes in Money in the Bank, and pins the knocked out Balor to become the new WWE champion. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Oh, man. I was about to ask Garrett a question that could have skewed the match. I was going to say, hey, Garrett, who was the heel in that match? And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't think he can overcome, uh, Zicky Dice with the surprise money in the bank, man. Uh, so I'm going to go with Chris on that one. All right. Sounds good. So you got uh, a couple weeks to figure out my women's wrestler because I'm assuming that's you're changing because, God forbid you changed the key to call off already. <laughs> you only lost one, right? Or is it two? Oh, I've lost every single week this week, so it's all good. Uh, is next week the pay per view? <laughs> yeah, man, but next it doesn't matter. The pay per view doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't uh, matter for me. You'll get your little simulation. Next week's the... You'll get your little simulation coming up, Garrett, so you can't blame it on me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you gave the title to Shelton oh. Benjamin. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, after next week's pay-per-view, we're going to try to do something a little bit different, um, which, we, which coincides with one of the announcements that we have for next week on episode 52. But um, we'll... we'll Little little preview. We're going to um, through uh, WWE 2K20, the, the glitch ridden 2K20. Um, we're going to start simulating our fantasy bookings, and we'll make those vi- videos available um, under certain circumstances to be revealed next week, um, starting the beginning of August. So um, we'll let you in on all that next week. So that way you can actually instead of us um, going through each match and promo and stuff like that, you'll be able to watch it um, when you on your own free time. So should be pretty fun though, but we'll still book the matches and then we'll just, uh, we'll have those matches simulated each week when the podcast drops. So, or at least the, uh, the next day. So probably like Saturday or Sunday, somewhere around there, but uh, yeah, we'll give you more info on that next week. But uh, next week is our pay-per-view. Um, so it should be a pretty, pretty big send off before we go into um, the the sim the simulation stuff so all right so that's gonna wrap up another episode yep so i'm pretty pretty psyched for next week it's, it's gonna be fun yeah is anybody gonna no, buy the TNA? Doing anybody gonna buy the tna review no <laughs> no 
<laughs> Am I going to watch it? Find a way to watch it illegally? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, find the link. You know, send it to me. Oh, we sh- we'll share. Let me share. We share. <laughs> Sharing is caring. Just like the uh, the the AW pay per view, I found all that on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh. All right. So, um, as always, be sure to follow us again social media, WrestleGeddon Podcast. Um, two D's on Instagram, one D on Twitter, Facebook.com slash WrestleGeddon Pod. Uh, one D. Um, like the Facebook page. We do a lot of fun stuff on there, some cool memes, some cool discussion stuff. Sometimes it gets shared to the other platform, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but that's a lot of that stuff is exclusive to the Facebook page. So go ahead and like that as well. Um, what else we got? Be sure to check out our friends at the Run In Podcast every week. Uh, Chick Foley Show. All the both those episodes drop on Fridays. Uh, be sure to check out the Wrestling with Reality Podcast. They drop new content constantly as well. Um, whatever social media platform you're, or not social media, whatever podcast app you're using, be sure to give them a like and listen and subscribe, download all that fun stuff. Uh, if you are listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a, a five-star review um, to help us get up there in the rankings so we get a little bit more exposure um, on iTunes as well um, because that's the only place that we can legally expose ourselves besides Pornhub <laughs> and OnlyFans. And Twitter. <laughs> and Twitter. <laughs> so if we get um, if we get a million followers on our Twitter page, uh, we'll all three drop a dick pic. That's only if we get a million followers. Man, you can't put that out there because <laughs> like the day we hit a million followers on Instagram on Twitter, somebody's like, "Yo, dick pics." <laughs> Somebody's going to do it. <laughs> somebody is writing this down uh, as we say it. They're like, yeah, I'm going to hold them to this. They said dick pics at a million followers. Oh, man. Like, we didn't say it was our dicks. We just, the three of us would drop a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. So you guys are going to see Carl's dick pic because Carl will definitely do his own dick. <laughs> no, it has to be a part We never said that it. <laughs> and nobody nobody said what kind of dick pic it could be a picture of you know of referee dick whirly or you know dick the bruiser <laughs> oh good so, hey hey maybe we should maybe we should move maybe dick, we, dick dudley maybe we should move uh the goalpost like a different direction it's okay so if we get a million mm. pa- patreon subscribers <laughs> And y'all donate $3 each. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Big picture. Well, but we, gotta, we have to start a Patreon first. <laughs> uh, how about we can do that for the month of August? We can do daily dick pics. <laughs> oh, God. Do we know enough dick? Here's your daily dick pic. Big dick, dick, dick deadly. Dick the bruiser. Do we know enough of them? <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> hey, wait, it doesn't have to be a wrestler. Wait, wait, just we can do uh we can do uh <laughs> anyone named Dick. Say, There's Dick Grayson. Let's <laughs> say we have to do that. We do people who are dicks. Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> uh Dick Johnson. 
Who knows? Do the Johnson's <laughs> count? Ah, oh, on that note. What's that? The Johnson's count? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, man. Awesome, awesome. Garrett, what you got for theme of the All week? Right, so I don't actually have a theme song. I have, a, like, a, a song song. So, uh, no, no it's, it's fine. It's good. Because, uh, because what I'm picking this week is, uh, is Don't Step to Ron. That's what I'm picking. What? Yeah, it's a song. If you've never heard it, you need to go listen to it. It's called Don't Step to Ron. It's a Ron Simmons song. Gotta look it up. What you're putting on. There. Okay. From, like, WCW? As long as it's wrestling related. It is wrestling related. <clears throat> I'm surprised you didn't do rap as crap. No, 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 no. Can't do, can't, can't do that. I, I'll be honest. I did think about doing the pie song, but uh, we're not doing that. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Don't step to Ron. Your plan. Is, it, is this performed by Ron Simmons? Um, it is very possible. <laughs> <sighs> very possible. All right. Rock and roll. So, so as your theme of the week, don't step to Ron, a song about Ron hmm. Simmons. <laughs> all right. And on that note, uh, thank you all for listening. This has been episode 51 of the Russell Gannon podcast. We'll be back next week with, of course, episode 52, which will mark the one year anniversary of the Russell Gannon podcast, which probably would have been a couple weeks earlier, but we missed a few weeks. So, but it's all good. So, as the official one year, one year, one year episode, episode 52. I'm excited. Super excited. Uh, on behalf of myself, Chris the Heat Matthews, Garrett G. Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next week to invade your ear holes once again. Later, Marks. Kanye West dropped out, but we can still write a mess. No. <laughs> Bye-bye.